Hello, everyone, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. Make sure to read all the articles on the website to give the writers the credit they're due. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. The final date to vote for the upcoming midterm election is Tuesday, November 8th. If you did not get the chance to early vote, please make sure to make it to the polls on Tuesday to make the changes you want to see. There are three ballot questions that you can vote for this election. Ballot question one reads as follows. Shall the Nevada Constitution be amended by adding a specific guarantee that equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by this state or any of its cities, counties, or other political subdivisions on account of race, color, creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, age, disability, ancestry, or national origin? If you vote yes on this question, language will be added to the Nevada Constitution in order to prohibit the denial of rights based on an individual's race, color, creed, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity or expression, age, disability, ancestry, or national origin. If you vote no, nothing will change in the Constitution. Ballot question number two reads as follows. Shall the Nevada Constitution be amended, effective July 1st, 2024, to 1. Establish the state's minimum wage that employers must pay to certain employees at a rate of $12 per hour worked, subject to any applicable increases above that 12-hour rate provided by federal law or enacted by Nevada legislature. 2. Remove the existing provisions setting different rates for the minimum wage based on whether the employer offers certain health benefits to such employees. And 3. Remove the existing provisions for adjusting the minimum wage based on applicable increases in the cost of living. If you vote yes on this question, you will be supporting amending the Constitution to increase the minimum wage to $12 per hour by July 1st, 2024. Remove the minimum wage annual inflation adjustments and allow the state legislature to have power to pass a minimum wage law to increase the rate rather than base it on the original Constitution set minimum. If you vote no, the plan for the minimum wage will remain the same. Ballot question three reads as follows. Shall the Nevada Constitution be amended to allow all Nevada voters the right to participate in open primary elections to choose candidates for the general election in which all voters may then rank the remaining candidates by preference for the offices of U.S. Senators, U.S. Representatives, Governor, Lieutenant Governor, Secretary of State, State Treasurer, State Controller, Attorney General, and State Legislators? If you vote yes on this question, you will support establishing an open primary system for the top five spots to be chosen, as well as ranked choice voting, which would apply to congressional, gubernational, state executive official, and state legislative elections. If you vote no on this question, there will be no change to the primary election system in Nevada. Politics Guide Part 3 was written by Nevada Sagebrush Arts and Entertainment Editor Jaden Young. That's all for news today. We're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and recap on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, and you're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. For this sports section, we're going to be doing a mid-season recap. Let's get into it. Starting with the Nevada men's golf team, they have yet to finish in the top half of the four tournaments that they've played so far. Notable players on the men's golf team are Peyton Callens and Trey Davis. 
Callens was a medalist honor at the USF tournament at the beginning of the year and also placed in the top 25 at the Mark Simpson Colorado Invitational. Davis has two top 15 finishes so far, with one being a fifth place finish at the Wolfpack Invitational. The men's golf team will have one more tournament this fall before they move into the spring tournament season. Moving on to women's golf, they are arguably the best performing team this fall, winning one of their first three tournaments, the Colonel Wallenberg Ptarmigan Ram Classic. Currently, they are first among 17 teams in the clash at Boulder Creek, which is their last fall tournament. Much of their success comes from Victoria Gailey's dominance, earning the Mountain West Co-Golfer of the Month in September after setting the record of 15 under at the Colonel Wallenberg Ptarmigan Ram Classic, securing her second career victory. Gailey, with the help of Leah John and Gabby Cano, have lifted the women's golf team to be a top 70 team in the country. Now on to volleyball, the Nevada women's volleyball team was predicted to finish last in the Mountain West Conference in the preseason poll. But to the surprise of the conference, the Wolfpack sits at a 10-11 with a 4-6 conference record, ahead of San Diego, Air Force, and Fresno State. A big reason for Nevada's victories comes from elite hitter Kayla Afoa, setter Andrea Alcaraz, and one of the conference's best servers, Gabby McLaughlin. The men's tennis team has competed in two tournaments so far, the Wolfpack Invitational and the Aggie Invitational. Yusef Kadiri made it to the singles finals in the Aggie Invitational, falling to UC Davis's Sam DeVries, who Kadiri beat in three sets in the Wolfpack Invitational. Kadiri also won a doubles tournament with partner Juan Batala. Meanwhile in women's tennis, the Wolfpack women's tennis squad dusted holy names William Jessup and C.S. Stanislaus at the Wolfpack Invitational. Then they found themselves at the ITA Mountain Regional in Las Vegas. These two tournaments are the only tournaments they've played so far. Mariana Campino, Audrey Mutama, Anastasia Luneva, and Wien Bubacher all put together solid contributions in both tournaments. To wrap up our sports section, we're going to be talking about football. The Nevada football team underwent a massive program overhaul in the offseason with replacement of head coach Jay Norville and multiple offensive assistant coaches. The Wolfpack also lost over a dozen transfers to the intra-conference rival Colorado State. Along with that, Carson Strong, Romeo Dubes, and Cole Turner all graduated to the NFL. In fact, Nevada had the nation's lowest returning production, which shows. Nevada is currently sitting at a 2-6 record, losing six games straight. Nevada wasn't expected to compete in the Wilson era, but there are still questions about the quarterback position, the offensive identity, and how Wilson should navigate these final four games. Reporting for the midseason sports recap was done by Matt Hannafin. Another short arts and entertainment section today with the Department of Theater and Dance showcasing the student-directed one-act plays. The playbill for the event read, quote, Our productions this season will all focus on the performative aspect of artistic creation with minimal design and staging elements. Through retirements and departures, we currently find ourselves without the capacity to provide the elements of spectacle in critical areas of scenery, lighting, and sound. Despite their lack of staging elements that are often detrimental to performances, the one-act plays still achieved a great deal. The October 8th showcase opened with the play directed by Brie Albright, called Rotary Phone. The multi-layered comedy featured the lead trio made up of actors Elliot Dungan, Crystal Holmes, and Leif Alcyon. The play, dealing with how corporate human life has become, was wonderfully directed and executed. The next play of the night was Top Shelf Tolstoy, directed by Lily Abel Suarez. Another comedy this play dealt with a very tragic subject, the underfunding of the arts programs, an ironic topic for the night. Abel Suarez's jokes landed perfectly, despite the depressing theme that has started to become a reality for the theater and dance department. The next play had the largest cast of the night in Be Yourself, directed by Jayton Newberry. 
A rather complicated play was excellently executed and left the audience feeling satisfied with the conclusion. After a short intermission, the final two one-act plays were shown. The first being the murmuration directed by Alyssa von Eberstein, revolved around an avian post-apocalypse. The final play of the night was The Siren Song of Stephen Jay Gould, directed by Jasmine Johnson. Ending the night with the comedy, each of the one-acts showed an excellent example of what theater should be despite the staffing setbacks. Reporting for this story was done by Nevada Sagebrush volunteer reporter Peregrine Hart. And with that, this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight comes to a close. Make sure to follow Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram and Twitter at Nevada Sagebrush and me on Instagram at Patrick McNabb and Twitter at Patrick McNabb underscore. The next episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next Friday, November 11th. This week's song of the week is... Psychics in LA by Peach Bit. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Make sure you go vote and thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. See ya.